A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. You're listening to BFN. This is the podcast about infertility, IVF and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Gabby. And I'm Emma. And we've both been trying for a baby for a really long time. But despite that, neither of us is currently pregnant. Welcome to episode 11. Yeah, we're both in bad moods. Oh. Because of one stupid royal lady. Oh, God. The Markle debacle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Meghan Markle has chosen to announce her pregnancy on Baby Loss Awareness Day. Yeah, that's um, tactful, isn't it? Very tactful. She was my fave. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I was a fan as well. To be fair, there's a number of things that have caught my eye about this oh yeah well i read that she told her family including the queen on the morning of eugenie's wedding i know or eugenie sorry oh yeah eugenie. eugenie's wedding eugenie. which i just think is a bit mean on your cousin's wedding day that i mean that's like classic bitch behavior yeah um have you ever watched the windsors yes it's really funny yeah her character on that is amazing if you haven't watched it and you're feeling bitchy about this like just go and watch it it's really great oh uh, yeah mixed feelings really because I originally was a bit I felt a bit sorry for her yeah because I was like oh my god there's so much pressure on her to get pregnant that must be awful so obviously I was like oh I'm glad that it's happened for her that she doesn't have to go through the pain but yeah I mean I'm sorry but they got married like five minutes ago Mm. they're now pregnant what are the rest of us supposed to do with that I don't know. Do you think it was like, what do you, do you think it was like military precision? Yeah. <laughs> like a fertility crew swooped upon their wedding chamber and gave her <laughs> tips. And, you know, has it been orchestrated by the family? Now, Harry, now, now, now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh. So we're also recording on, as we mentioned, Baby Loss Awareness Day. I've seen a lot of stuff on social media about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's such a big issue. We should do a show on on just that. At some we point. should um, because I think for us, you if you haven't experienced it yourself, you often feel ill-equipped to talk about it. I think, mm-hmm. but um, it is important to talk about, and it's good that people are sharing their stories. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't imagine what it's like. So, and it's been good to see a load of stuff in the mainstream media about it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Always good. Yeah. Absolutely. So, if anybody has any stories they want to share with us, give us a shout. Um, you know, this stuff is really important to talk about. And if you don't feel you can talk about it, you know, anonymously, it's fine too. Absolutely. 
In other news, this is the stress episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um we I mean, people going through infertility are told so many freaking times to just relax, stop stressing, calm down, it'll happen when it happens. There's a plan for you. Um so we have addressed the issue of stress here. So we haven't got an interviewee other than Professor Tim. Yes. Professor Tim Child, Medical Director at Oxford Fertility. And I had a slightly longer chat than usual with him about mm-hmm. stress. I think it's going to make you all feel better. Yeah, I hope so. It definitely made me feel better. Um, but we also talked a little bit about what we do to kind of not get stressed. Yeah. Um, and we had quite a bad week. Well, yeah, I had quite so, a bad week. I mean, I wasn't dealing with stress particularly well, so... No. Um, Full disclosure on that. Yeah. But it's, it, I mean, it's a huge issue that we haven't properly covered yet. So. Yes. And we will cover a million more times. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy that. Yeah. And also, we were thinking, so some, some people, when I was talking about using pessaries, sent me a handy little hint to prevent mm, the grossness. Yeah. Anybody who's used them will know what the grossness is. And if you haven't used them, I'll let you discover that one. Oh, my God. I don't know what the grossness is. So, basically, they said, put it up your ass." They did. They said up the bum. I, I can't vouch for the medical efficacy of that. I... <laughs> well, I think it's... You've got both options, right? I, I don't I think know. they say. I think they give it... Yeah, you can okay. do either. I just think most people probably err on the side of vag <laughs> we're used to sticking things up our vages exactly not up our asses so much mm. sorry to be gross everyone no. i'm sorry if it's a tuesday morning and you're listening to this <laughs> over your cup of coffee but um we so that got us thinking like has anybody else got some cool like ivf tips yeah or like ttc tips really yeah. like cool little hacks yeah because i'm i'm doing my first round in january yes you so are. all tips welcome and I'm going to do another Even medicated bomb related. Yeah, and I'm going to do another medicated FET uh, next month or whenever my period comes. Might be never. Uh, so you know, anybody who's got any tips for patches and things like that, give me a shout. Yeah, fantastic, cool. Um, and in the meantime, enjoy the episode. Yes. Um, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts because that helps other people to find it. Um, and we like reading the reviews. Yes, we do. It's and <laughs> and to the person who said that they want to be our friend, give me a shout. Like, yeah. we'll yeah. hang out anytime <laughs> you want. Otherwise, follow us on social media. Instagram. At Big Fat Negative. Facebook. Big Fat Negative. Twitter. Big Fat Negative. Email. Big Fat Negative Podcast at gmail.com. And check out our half assed website. Yeah, you can do. Yeah, we need to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to give that some love soon. Yeah, yeah, we will. But it's bigfatnegative.com. It is. Mm -hmm. Website love. Cool. Is that all of it? I think that's it, guys. Sweet. Have a great week. Yeah, speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Gabs, how are you doing? Um, Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, It's the weekend. We're recording on the weekend. It is the weekend. And it's sunny. It's sunny. I know. Yesterday was horrible. Yesterday was awful. We usually record on a Monday night, and it's a little bit hurried. This is so leisurely. We're so the lads are at the pub. Yep. Um, we're yeah. sipping water. We're si- <laughs> it's delicious water. Oh yeah, it's so mm. nice. Um, yeah. yeah, I had uh, quite an interesting week. Quite, yeah, uh, yeah. So jam packed. You've been to the clinic. I've been to the clinic. Yeah. Um, so 
took myself off to the clinic and um, went into doctors and started. Well, I, I had emailed him to talk about my uh, diagnosis of luteal phase d- defect. Self diagnosis. Self self diagnosis. I yeah. had. Um, and so we started talking about that, and he kind of gave me a bit of a short shrift, to be honest. Um, he was like, well, okay, I'll start by saying I got to the end of the appointment and if I'm completely honest, I wasn't really sure about what had just happened. <laughs> I Classic. Wa- I went in and I was totally bamboozled. He kind of, he t- I don't know if he talks really quickly or um, not clearly enough or, so- I, but I, and I was trying to follow and I, and afterwards I was like, oh, I just really don't know if I quite got most of that um did you record it yeah so um well I went in and he started talking and I got absolutely bamboozled and forgot to start recording and then remembered so I said um I'm just going to take some notes that's all right and pulled it out and started recording um and I posted on Instagram that I was going to record and one of my friends got in touch who's a doctor yeah um hi Jenny if you're listening um (laughs) and she was like oh um I hope you did you ask first because you know as a doctor I think it would kind of freak freak us out if you if you didn't ask and you started recording and I was like god that's a good point <laughs> um so what I would say is um I told a couple of people on Instagram that I did ask purely because I was like oh god I need people to ask because now I feel bad that I've said I've told people to record yeah I haven't given them the information that they need to ask first. <laughs> so apologies to those people. I did. I didn't properly ask. I suppose I asked if I could take notes. I didn't tell. Yeah. I didn't really cl- clearly say I was going to start recording and then ask. But presumably he saw you. Yeah, he saw me do it. I just. Yeah. But I felt bad afterwards. I was like, you know what? I should have said. Um, I should have said it. It's courteous, and we, it's good to have a good relationship with yeah. our doctors, isn't it? It is. You know, it is. I don't want them to fuck us over. I guess because <laughs> we're journalists, we're just used to like whipping out a yeah. dictaphone and being like, right, and exactly, speak for not, me, exa- dance monkey. Exactly. So my <laughs> advice to anyone out there who's going in for a um, consultation is um, do ask first, yeah, but record because it's really useful. Yeah. But I've listened to it three or four times now, and I still am not a hundred percent what he was talking about and and why and but I had I do have some I think takeaway points I've got so he was basically like luteal phase defect is hard to diagnose okay and I think he was saying that because it's hard to know exactly when you're ovulating and he even ovulation tests that you do at home can be pretty hit or miss he was saying and so for him to properly diagnose whether I had it I would have to go in and have a scan you know around that time every day I don't know just to work out when the ovulation had happened exactly and therefore how long my luteal phase is and his second point so he but he was like you could we could treat it and he started talking about um ovulation induction as treatment okay so stuff like Clomid yeah which I didn't really understand why that would treat luteal phase defect uh-huh um and he didn't really explain no and this is where i got a bit confused and i think you know, when he threw in the word clomid i was like what that's <laughs> not for me they do ovulate yeah so he kind of he kind of went on saying all these things and at the end of it i was like but he was but he said like you know your your the length of your cycles is normal uh-huh. he said i'm not worried about that i think you're fine i think he said that um it can vary from month to month so 
there is a chance that you had a short luteal phase, but it's probably a one-off. Okay. And to be fair, it was the only time I had tracked my ovulation and noticed it. So I was kind of like, you know what? Okay, I'm not going to ask you any more about these confusing things that you're suggesting I may or may not do. I'm Mm going to go with, let's just keep going. Okay. And then, um, so then I was like, but I'd like to book in for IVF. (laughs) I think we're ready. This is our third month. Um, Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. I I haven't got my period yet. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? But uh, I'm not in the hope zone. Okay. Definitely not. So, um, so yeah, we're going to be, we're booked in from January. Sweet. Yeah. That's exciting. To my mind, I probably could have started it sooner, but January felt like a good time to me because it's like new year yeah renewed sense of optimism exactly exactly 2019 will be in one big long hope zone exactly that's the one so we are going to go in at the end of november and have some tests because i think they test you for hiv hepatitis all of these things make sure they're all good Mm -hmm. um and then go and see a nurse the next month okay so she can give us our meds yay and give us a little lesson ah Sounds like fun. I can give you a lesson. Oh, I bet just, you can. We've got ten know. hot tips. Well, you just grab your fat and stick it in. Grab your fat. You don't have very much fat, mate. I do have fat. You I've need to get plenty. a bit more fat. I've got plenty of fat. <laughs> Where's your favourite fat place to well, grab? Well, I, I did it all in my stomach. Yeah, I think that would be my um, choice. Oh, but maybe your bum. But you can't do your bum yourself, surely. Well, so some of my friends who've had C-sections have done their own injections um, and have done it in their bum. Mm. And I think there are some injections that are better in your bum. It's just basically a, a like fatty deposit. Yeah. Um. But for me, I just did it all in the stomach. I did end up with some glorious bruises. Like, yeah. Really great. I'm not a crop top wearer. No. So that is kind of okay. I mean, you definitely wouldn't be a crop top wearer when you're doing stims because you end up with a big belly. Or you just do it. And just, oh, be just like, hey world, yeah, I'm doing IVF. Yeah, I've got a bruised tummy and it's a bit flabby. <laughs> Don't care. You just let it all hang out. Yeah. <laughs> like That would be amazing. <laughs> I just, I could barely walk by the end of it. Yeah. I was just waddling like a duck. No, I'll be wearing oversized jumpers oh, yeah. and lots of dresses from Cos. I don't think I Shaped wore jeans sacks. for three months. <laughs> I mean, it's so cute. <laughs> I'm a fan of a shapeless sack anyway. Yeah, I mean. So I think, yeah, I think that's fine. Um, So yeah, that's exciting news. That is exciting. Do you feel good? Yeah, I do actually. Cool. I do feel quite good. Optimistic. Um, uh, no, I think I'm cautiously optimistic. Okay. I, you know, I don't expect it to work first time round. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, but I, I'm looking forward to kind of getting it started. I know that's probably silly because it's going to be no, not very pleasant, but I think it get starting stems with such a kind of optimistic time mm. for me. It'll be good. Yeah, do it. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing that might scupper that is that we are we're booked in to see. Our friend Jonathan Ramsey. Oh, from last week. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, well, I was, we did the interview and then I was pondering and I was, I think I've spoken about it a few times that I wanted yeah. us to see a urologist. So I just thought I'd bite the bullet and email them. And so we're booked in first week of November, uh-huh. which is, is going to be very expensive. Um, and I'm a bit like, oh, but I think because it's like a consultation fee and then you have to pay for all of the tests afterwards, yeah. whatever they are. And because it's private, I think it's going to be very toppy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but my thinking is if we're going to we're going to have one shot at this on the NHS yeah. for free. And it, that's very, I'm very grateful for that. I want to make sure that we're in the best possible yeah. shape. So if if Jonathan Ramsey can come up with any um 
treatments or next steps for my husband that will improve his sperm so that our one shot has a better chance of working yeah i'm just gonna do it and it might mean it it gets pushed back but i'm kind of all right with that as well well i you know when we booked him we put a little thing on our instagram didn't we like maybe a few days before we interviewed him oh yeah um saying does anybody have any questions for the urologist we're going to see and yeah. i got about 10 messages from different people being like oh is it jonathan ramsey yeah so i feel like he probably is the best in the business i think so i think it's worth paying for yeah i hope so that's what i'm telling myself anyway Mm. Uh, and we didn't get tickets for Glastonbury so I'm like we'll just use the Glastonbury money to go and see a urologist yeah my husband does not agree that that is (laughs) an equal transfer of funds (laughs) 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 what so I get to go and get my knackers prodded instead of going to Glastonbury (laughs) I don't know like people have a wank at Glastonbury <laughs> just drag him through some mud and give him yeah. some give him like some warm cider when he's doing his sample yeah. <laughs> give him a cold a warm cider a warm cider no I won't be doing that he'll be drinking and some no. like <laughs> some gone off chicken oh god <laughs> yeah <You're fine. laughs> and play a band like just have the sound of a band yeah. whose members should by now really be dead but aren't yeah 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 yeah, yeah. just wafting exactly as for the background. Yep, totally. Yeah, totally. And someone getting sick. Yeah. <laughs> Get the cats to just yeah, do yeah. a couple of bombs on the other side <laughs> of the tank. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, not he's not delighted. But that's okay. I think it's going to be good. It's good. I'm glad uh-huh. that we're doing that. Um, and then what else has been going on? Oh, I wrote a piece about sex. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so we should be clear that when we're recording like two weeks in advance, aren't we? Yeah. So um, today is Sunday. Tomorrow on tuesday the jonathan ramsey episode will come out yes so it's a week and a bit in advance yeah um so, so you're traveling back in the past yeah the past you're listening to us right now <laughs> so that piece came out this week yeah it did and... which is really cool it's for a um another podcast called the hotbed collective which is all about sex, sex. yeah women talking Wait. about sex so i thought i'd chime in with my experiences trying for a baby mm, it's a sexy time it's a sexy time yeah <laughs> um so that was quite fun actually i quite enjoyed that i've never written about sex before i have to say that's a first apart from in my diary as a 15 year old oh yeah oh no not, not 15 no. 17 plus <laughs> 25 <laughs> uh, not that if you did write about sex when you're 15 that'd be a problem i'm not no. judging or Just, indeed a, bit of a late bloomer yeah late <laughs> Um, the other thing I noticed this week, which is interesting, uh, uh, potentially interesting, sorry to everyone who doesn't enjoy this, but um, cervical mucus, right? Oh, it's my favourite subject this right now. For a little bit. Sometimes I raise it with nurses and they cringe and I'm like, listen to me. Man, I used to recoil when, yeah. so my, when my friend was trying for a baby last year, she kept, and I had started, she kept saying to me, she talking to me about cervical was mucus. Was that me? Am I your friend? No, it was my friend Claire. <laughs> Hi Claire, if you're listening. <laughs> And I just kept being like, oh, every time she said it. And I couldn't bring myself to say it myself. <laughs> but now I am talking about it in public. I I was in the middle of a scan this week. And mm. um, we'll talk more about that later. But then I was like talking to the nurse about my cervical mucus. I was like, I know I haven't ovulated because my mucus isn't right. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's how they used to do it, isn't it? I was like, no, that's how we do it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ugh. science. Yeah. That's how, it, you know. She was like, have you found out about this from the internet? And I was like... Oh, she didn't say she that, did. did she? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know. Anyway, carry on. I bet my doctor went away being like, oh, she's read about luteal phase defect on the bloody internet. Well, look, if we had the direct line of our 
fertility doctors, then yeah. we phone them, but we exactly. can't. So I wouldn't be tap tap tapping in bloody Google Field, yeah, looking for answers exactly in the wrong places. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I obviously cervical mucus is a thing, yeah, and uh, but I've never really had an I've never really known the no, known the difference between all of the different the cervical types. Mucus. Yeah, exactly. Because mm. when you're when you put it in the app, the app's giving you like four different options. Yeah. And I'm like, I have no idea which one <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about. Have you just sat there and frowned at your pants and been yeah, like, I like, don't know. What is that? I don't get it. What does what's the difference between creamy and egg like? <laughs> you know. Oh man. But anyway, I've I've cracked it. I literally <laughs> cracked the <laughs> egg white, my <laughs> mucus. <laughs> Wait, well done. You solved the mystery. I know. Because, oh. oh, I don't want to even say it, but it's been a bit creamy. Oh, nice. And then on Saturday, I, was, I noticed it and was like, oh, yeah, yeah that's different. So uh-huh. then I Googled it and then I read an article that actually goes through, like, in detail, all the different types and when. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a bit like that then. It's a bit like that at that point. It's <laughs> really gross. So now I can go into my app and be like... Creamy. Creamy. <laughs> We should greet each other actually on the podcast with our um, app inclusions for that day. So I'd be like, um, <laughs> "Creamy uh, sex twice, day twenty-eight. <laughs> Creamy, bit moody, <laughs> sore breasts, <laughs> exercise, no, <laughs> <laughs> sex, no. no. What's yours? Um, what would it be today? Um, I didn't do an ovulation test today. Actually, didn't. No, because I know because creamy. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've kind of given up on it a bit because oh. I just can't. Uh, okay. I know what's happening and I know why stuff happens and when stuff happens. So mm. I'm going to track it in my head. Like I put down spotting if that happens. And I yeah. put down when I get a positive test and when I get like a positive ovulation test. I've never mm. had a po- positive pregnancy test. but um, And I put down like when my period starts. Yeah. But that's it. I mean, I, it, yeah, I go through phases. Yeah. I go through phases of putting everything in. I yeah. put, okay, I put all, all the sex in. Yeah. Yeah, I probably should put that in. It doesn't really make a difference for me. No, it's not. It's a bit more crucial for me. <laughs> Although it does make a difference when John's like, we haven't had sex for ages. <laughs> you could be like, I'm like no, we look! Had, <laughs> we had sex three weeks ago. Be yeah. satisfied. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he's always like, we haven't had sex for six months. And I'm like, we had what? We had sex last month. Shut up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Good stuff. Love anyway, you, babe. Love um, you. Well, that's... Uh, that's my week in a nutshell. Cool. <laughs> Emma, how's your week been? Um, it's uh, it's another fucking roller coaster ride of emotions, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, started out the week. What did I do? I had a scan on Monday. Oh my god, I had three scans this week. I've You've just realised. Every time I speak to you, like I'm just off for another scan. Yeah, I had a scan on Monday. Um, bearing in mind, I'm trying to do a natural transfer cycle. Yes. Um. She was like, oh, it's looking a bit thin, like, come back on Thursday. Went back on Thursday, um, then she was like, uh, well, I can see a leading follicle now, and, you know, your lining is probably a bit thin, but, you know, it's on the way. Hmm. And I was like, cool. Um, headed off, went back to work in quite a good mood. Yeah. Um, on Wednesday, though, I had taken John to hospital, my husband had something wrong with him and I had to be the one sitting in the waiting room. Wow. It was weird. Oh my God. So A, we did it in a really posh hospital because we do actually have medical insurance, but obviously that doesn't cover fertility. So um, it was this really posh hospital and all the staff were so nice and polite and they were like, will you come with me? And they like greet you and... Oh, wow. 
Yeah, and they offer you tea and coffee. And it was just amazing. That sounds great. It was like, oh, so swank. And then um, he had to go off and he had, um, uh, yeah, I'll tell you. Everybody should know. He had a gastroscopy, which is a camera down into his stomach. Oh, poor John. I know, he's had tummy problems. Um, and he, and it was just so weird because I was there just sitting, waiting for him. They, he was carted off. Off he went, and then he came back, like, you in a bed. To him. Yeah, and he had, like, a tube up his nose, and he had oh. a heart monitor, and he had an IV. And he was like, IVs really hurt. And I was like, no shit, mate. Like, <laughs> the number of bloody IVs I've had fitted in the last few years. So, um, yeah, it was just a really bizarre experience. Yeah. And, like, he, cause he... Role reversal. Yeah. He wasn't under general anaesthetic, but he was sedated. And it. Um, Did he it, say anything silly? No, he didn't. <laughs> he was just like, "It's weird. It's yeah. well weird." Um, but he like couldn't remember much. It really affected his memory. So the doctor came, and I had to like remember everything that he oh, said. Wow. Um, it was just an odd yeah. experience. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. Funny. We used to do a bit of both sides. Yeah, yeah, it was. And he was like, he's so funny because he's quite um, steely. Like he's mm. not. He doesn't really express any emotions in he's not a demonstrative person no um and i could tell he was a little bit nervous and he was just a bit like just a a bit like shruggy and yeah vulnerable vulnerable yeah it's quite sweet (laughs) did you abuse your power no i didn't (laughs) but then he did cook for us in the evening (laughs) i kept being like tell me what to do because he's the chef in our house oh yeah and um, he was like, oh, I'll just bloody do it. And I was like, I don't know if you should be operating a hob, but okay, I'll just sit here. <laughs> now you've been in hospital, John, I'm hungry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm like when I go hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. yeah. Um, so that was Thursday. That, so well, that it was Wednesday, Wednesday and then and Thursday, Thursday was a scan. Yeah. And then on Saturday, we went for another scan. <sighs> it was shit. So... Basically, having found a leading follicle on Thursday, the different nurse was then like, oh, I can't see a leading follicle. And I was like, what? There was one there before. And she was like, oh, yeah, it just looks quite grainy. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like, what? So, and she was like, your lining's, your lining's gone from, well, your lining's four and a half millimetres. And I'm sure it was five and a half before. So I was like, this is really weird. Okay. And then I just cried i just mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sobbed loads because she was like, yeah, we probably just have to cancel this cycle. Mm. And so I cried loads and was like, is there a consultant in today? And she was like, yeah, she's in on su- in surgery. And then I just cried more. Yeah. And she was like, I'll, I'll just go and see if I can get her. <laughs> and I was like well done buddy yeah yeah, please do um so then the consultant came in and was like well it looks to me like the um your best response to any cycle so far has been a medicated cycle that we did one year ago almost and I was like yeah true but then we did another medicated cycle a couple months ago and that didn't work at all so you know what we're gonna do and there was a lot of talk about like essentially she booked me into her clinic on Thursday during her lunch hour which is quite nice of her um and there was a lot of talk about like do we convert this cycle to a medicated cycle but she was like it looks like your lining isn't growing at all so I don't think that's gonna work right so maybe we just do a medicated cycle but without the bucerolin which is the stuff that suppresses your ovaries next month okay and I was just like I see and then so I didn't. I wasn't really sure like what we decided, but it felt like the cycle had been cancelled. So I just, just chose to understand that the cycle had been cancelled. And then later that day, they did my bloods, and um, I got a phone call being like, "Hi, we've done your bloods. It looks like you haven't ovulated this month." And I was like, "Well, we're on day fifteen. Like, give it yeah. a fucking chance." I ovulate later than that. Well, I, I, I ovulated day sometimes. eighteen last time. Yeah. So, um, and so she was she was like yeah so we've ordered you loads of drugs and um you can start taking the hormones on the first day of your period and I was like hang on I I thought we were going to convert this cycle and she was like oh no 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 and I was like what and then I just cried absolutely loads and felt really sad Mm -hmm. and just spent the whole I ate a lot of carbs because I've been banning myself from that and drank a lot of red wine although it was still organic Oh yeah, that's fine. Because I kind of there was a little voice in my head that was like, "We're good, we're still going to try with this," but like, but I just feel like it's it's cancelled as far as I'm concerned. But it's just like like where is the information? Why did two nurses? Why was there suddenly a leading follicle and then there suddenly wasn't? Yeah, like I just I don't understand what's going on and why they make these very snap decisions. Yeah, like yeah. I've had in the past. So last time we tried to do a natural cycle, I was like on day 11 or something I was on the brink of ovulating and then I ended and then my whole body went into basically shut down and then I ovulated on day 32 or I got my surge Mm. on day 32 according to the kits the ovulation Mm. predictive tests um and then I was like oh I wish I'd had a scan then to see like what the quality of my lining was like and does my body just go into like weird hiatus for a few days like I don't know yeah, no so I, I just yeah. Did they say anything about what you could do to encourage your lining to build up? No, no, there's no, no absolutely kind of nothing. Next steps on that. No, one. and so so then I put a post on Instagram, um, being like, well, it was like a picture of brick wall, because it was what yeah, I'm banging my sad. head against, and 
I got something like 50 comments from this incredible Instagram community that I love and that have just made all the difference to me. And it was advertising, advertising, advising. It was people advising everything from drinking a pint of milk every day to um, uh, Viagra. Wow. To like just so many ideas and things that I can now take to the doctor and be like, right, I've got a list of things. Mm. Please like tell me what you think of each of these things Mm. and perhaps we can get this perhaps we can get this cycle back on track perhaps we can convert to a medicated one like I don't know I feel like it's cancelled I think it's cancelled I was sure it was cancelled last night yeah can you are you able to call them on Monday and see if they can give you another scan I'm not I think I'll wait till Thursday because I don't think I'm gonna have a surge before then Okay. And I don't think, even if I did have a surge, I don't think my lining would be thick enough. But I am, I don't know, maybe if I get a surge, I'm going to be like, can I come in for a scan? So you're going to be testing every day to see? Yeah, I am going to keep testing. Yeah. I just feel like maybe today I had this change of heart was like, it's not over till the fat lady sings. And also, I just feel like oestrogen is not, like artificial oestrogen is not, does not work for me. Like I'm scared that my body hates it well can you so going on thursday can you have you said all of this to the doctor i'm going to i've got it written down in my questions i'm (laughs) gonna ask her um because i just i feel like um i don't know i just maybe if i'm feeling strong when we go in i'll be like no i want the next one to i want to try and do a natural cycle again next month because i had a period of such regular cycles and they stop being regular every time i try and put hormones in me Mm. so maybe we just keep trying yeah maybe we try for like six months on the trot yeah we'll speak to i'd speak to the doctor and just explain the situation yeah in full tell her how you're feeling yeah surely just it's just really like these hormones are so hard bless you thank you um um yeah but also it's is that not gonna so the the hard thing has also been this kind of hope cycle as well yeah as if you're yeah. almost getting to a transfer and not getting there you've well, had that how many months in a row three now? months so, well it's kind of two months in the yeah there was two months in one yeah. of those. but that's that can't be good it's yeah i mean it's exactly like when you're trying for a baby really isn't it it's the exact same yeah, hope for zone Although now you've got like a team of nurses around you being like, you're lining shit. And you're like, ooh. Um, So, yeah. And I I, I just want to say again to all those people who commented on that Instagram post, like it really lifted me up. And if anybody out there is having a bad time and isn't part of this Instagram community, like honestly, it can change everything. It can make you feel so much better. It can make you feel more determined. Mm. Also, ladies, like, you guys are comfortable with an F-bomb. Like, I've been worrying that I swear too much on this podcast, but (laughs) fucking hell. (laughs) There are some great swearers out there, and I admire every single one of you. Well done. (laughs) Thank you all for your contribution to the English language. Yeah, it's great. I loved every every single one of them. (laughs) Um, so, So, yeah, so thank you, guys. Like, you're amazing. We are absolutely amazing. And I, I love the fact that we, through this podcast, have kind of created a bit of a dialogue. Yeah. Like we get loads of emails, we get loads of messages. We try and reply to every single one of them. I think we do reply to every single one of them. Yeah, we do. Um, so keep them coming, basically. Yeah. And support each other. 
Yeah, exactly. So that's my message. Oh. If you're going through shit, get out there, talk to people. If it's even if it's not your like close friends, if you don't feel like you can talk to your family, talk to these random strangers. They're really nice. They're really great. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Oh, look at you, you're smiling. I am. It didn't seem like you were going to smile yesterday. No. <laughs> I'm so pleased you're back at smiling. And it's sunny. Hey. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> All right, let's go to the pub. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's time for Old Wise Tales. Fact or fiction. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and this week we tackled a, a kind of divisive issue. It is a divisive issue. Yeah. We're talking about stress, guys. Yeah. So, obviously, quite a big deal in our community because everyone's forever being told to relax. Yeah. So, we should start by saying not being stressed is not going to help you get pregnant and being stressed is not stopping you from getting pregnant yeah i think that's yeah gordon mullen said it didn't he, he was like um being stressed isn't stopping you from getting pregnant but it's not helping so yeah. that's the kind of key and actually being stressed isn't fun it's not fun and i just like anxiety like almost every actually almost every woman i know has anxiety like issues with anxiety yeah and i'm not talking about like panic attacks i'm talking about that feeling where it all gets a bit much mm-hmm. um like people with kids people without kids people with high-powered jobs people with no jobs all get this anxiety and it's a, it really is a thing for our generation as well like yeah hugely. i definitely say so um i've kind of i've been listening to a podcast all about the kind of basic theory of cognitive behavioral therapy and he was talking through like the kind of the triggers and the kind of the way that your brain works when you start like catastrophizing or something like mm. that. And it's so many things that I recognized in myself that I just didn't really ever think I had a problem with. It's really, the, the brain stuff is really interesting. There's a mm. book called Rewiring Your Anxious Brain. Ooh. Um, and I listened to the first half of it because the second half of it is exercises and I didn't care about those. But the first half is like how your brain works and why like your brain reacts to things yeah. like it does and why you have panic attacks, oh, like wow. what causes that. Mm. And one of the key messages is, if somebody's really anxious, telling them to calm down will not work. Well, there we go. Mm-hmm. Quite. Yeah. The evidence we've been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> I keep reminding my husband of that when he goes, chill out, Emma. Chill out. Um, doesn't work. <laughs> he still does it. Yeah. 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 We all need to relax. Uh, ah. So, um, but, you know, before we get on to Professor Tim. Mm, yes. Um, we thought we'd just talk about a little bit about what we do to to chill out and, you know, to just try and shut up that little voice in our brains. Yeah, try and manage it. Um, and that, I mean, uh, full disclosure, I'm not great at it. Because <laughs> I have uh, some stressy episodes for sure. Um, so I'm, I wouldn't be saying that I'm perfect at all. But I guess, you know, yeah. there are things that you can do. What do you do? Well... I often go for a run if I can. Okay. Yeah. Which um it does chill me out. Um I enjoy it. It's kind of a little bit of time on my own to think about things mm-hmm. and process stuff. I just f- generally feel like happier when I'm running, not when I'm like I don't know, it's weird. You're kind of tired. Yeah. It's not, yeah. But I it's just a bit of freedom, I think. Um but then there was so there's one day when I ran here and we had a chat because you were saying that your acupuncturist said told you not to run. Yeah, I still run. Yeah, because of cortisone. Uh, she she said it's something about like um, 
your body feels like it's being chased by a lion so it goes into like yeah. but I, I I've got to, I mean running is the only exercise I do and I think doing exercise is more important than not doing well, that's exercise it. it kind of it freaked me out a bit I was like wait should I stop running yeah I don't I I'm you know that you can do what you want but for me like doing exercise is important yeah I think it is I think a little bit of um of what helps you is good yeah I'm not going to do a marathon no no yeah, I mean, Damn, but if you really, do do a marathon, do really do a marathon. Yeah, I know. Really I, I run two miles. <laughs> two miles is my limit. I am actually signed up to do a half marathon in March. You're a dick. Well, you know, I'm just like, I'm almost kind of booking things in to like, mm-hmm. jink, like what was it, kind of bluff myself. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be pregnant then, so I'll book this half marathon and I'll try and buy tickets to Glastonbury. Um... <laughs> What you because you used to run when you were a kid, didn't you? Yeah, you like I've good been the only to be honest, it's the only exercise I enjoy doing, and okay. it's the only one I've ever been particularly good at. So yeah. I just do that. I'm not I like good doing what I hate doing things I'm not good at. No, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it made my quest to become a um, virtuoso violinist very difficult. Yes, I mean, I've yeah, my many of my quests have uh, have been thwarted by me not being good at them. Um, but uh. So that, yeah, so that's running. And I suppose the other thing um, I try to do is um, I do use the Mindspace app. I don't know, that's what everyone says. Yeah. But it is good. Yeah, it's good. Um, and what else do I do to relax? I don't know. I think this sounds quite funny. There are certain podcasts that I found quite relaxing. Yeah. Um, funny listen- ones. Hmm? Funny ones. Funny ones. Also, um, there's one called, which is the one I was just talking about, uh, the cognitive behavioural therapy one called Blind Boy, which is an Irish kind of, he's like a performance artist, but there's something about his voice and the way he talks about things that really chills me out. He's got a great accent, but he's got an accent from the kind of region where you grew up. Yeah, he's from uh, Limerick and I'm from Cork. So yeah. even though I don't sound like it, I've, I lost my accent when I moved back to the UK. Um but yeah, I find his, I find his, and I would think that's probably quite unique to me. I'm sure loads of people might seek him out and be like, what the bejesus <laughs> is this? But for me, it relaxes me. So that's my kind of, that's one of the things that works for me, I suppose. Yeah. Um, How about you, Emma? I, well, I've been going for acupuncture. Of course. And so I used to have, um, ever since I kind of started doing IVF, I, I've had this thing where it's felt like there's this great big pressure on my chest. Mm. Um, and sometimes it'll be there for like weeks and it'll get worse at times, but it won't go away. And I've done, I've like laid in bed before and been like, I can't, I can't actually breathe. Mm. And it's not like a panic attack because it's not like sudden and I can manage it. It's fine, but it's not very comfortable. No. Um, and ever since I started acupuncture, it's just gone. Wow. It's bizarre. Like, I just haven't, you know, I've, I've had, like, incidents of it, but very, very short periods, like, 10-minute periods of it, and then it goes away. Yeah. But I haven't had it this constant thing, and I feel like I'm a much more chilled out, like, calmer person. Yeah. So I don't, you know, with acupuncture, they say, everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's great, it's a miracle. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this month it certainly didn't help me ovulate, but potentially could it have helped my anxiety I I think it genuinely has and I yeah. don't know whether that's a placebo effect or what but I just feel so much more chilled well if it works don't you know why yeah. question it and then there's got to be a reason that so many people swear by it yeah I'm definitely thinking about it for January yeah. I think it's very expensive and that's why I'm gonna save it for January <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah I mean that's really helped me and 
you know, that's why this month I felt quite good about potentially this round because yeah, I just felt so chilled. much more chilled. Yeah. Um, what else do I do? Like, yeah, I, I knit. It's, but it's, you know, do you know what I do actually? Talking about knitting, when I knit, it's because I'm in front of the TV. And I sit in front of the TV because I give myself like two or three evenings a week where I can just sit in front of the telly. And I know it's, you know, it's a bit lame to just say I sit in front of the telly, but it just, it makes me feel so much calmer. Like just an evening not doing anything uh, without anything to do. I don't think there's anything wrong with sitting in front of the telly. Yeah. There's some good quality content out there, oh Emma. My God. I think you are well within your rights to watch as much telly as you like. Did anyone watch Bodyguard? Oh my god, it was so good. It was so good, and I've just started Killing Eve. Killing Eve is great. Oh my god. See what I mean? This isn't yeah. a waste of time. No. I'm expanding the mind. We should do a podcast where we just talk about TV. Telling. <laughs> what we've been watching this week. Great British <laughs> Bake Off, another favourite of mine. Yeah. But I do I do think when you're doing IVF or if you're if you're kind of struggling with your fertility, you just need to give yourself some time. I don't want to use self care as a as a term because um I, I just think it's just time to chill and just like slow down mm. i think slowing down is the key yeah i mean god we don't when you don't slow down you slam your hand in the front door and break your engagement oh, ring no, no. <laughs> still yeah. worried about this i've still got an empty oh have you sent it off to finger. no oh, okay anyway um um yeah i think taking time out for yeah. yourself whatever it is that you enjoy and just recognizing it as as early as you can when you feel yourself getting whipped up into mm-hmm. a bit of a tears, which happens to me so often. And I just have to be like, okay, it, like so if I'm at work, I will feel it happening and I'll go for a walk around the park and it, it helps. And I just walk around, look at the trees and this yeah. sounds really hippie and lame, but I just look at the trees for a bit and they trees chill me nice. out, man. Trees are absolute legends. I love them. I think there is there is something in seeing a green space that calms yeah. you down and it's yeah. annoying because I work in the city and there are no green spaces there. But yeah. just seeing, just being outdoors... You know, I used to, when I was doing Clomid, I, for some reason, it just drove my anxiety levels up to like peak level. Oh, I've heard it's awful. It, yeah. And I found myself getting so angry at my colleagues. Um, and I just had to like, just go out. I think one of my colleagues made a joke about, like, or he'd, I'd said something about Theresa May. Or like, I can't remember what it was. I'd made a, made a joke about something being her baby. And he looked at me and was appalled and was like, you know, she doesn't have a child, right? And I was like, I, I'm i going to hit you in the face. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, you've got no idea what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. So I just took myself out and like went for walks and that really helped. Yeah. I mean, it I calmed think... me down a bit, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think taking five when you when you feel it coming yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, I mean, who knows? Who knows what the answer is? I just think we, at our stage in lives, going through what we're going through, really need to look after ourselves. Yeah. Because I think Sophie said, my friend Sophie said in episode four, that there'd been a study that said the level of stress you experience is like the level of stress people who have cancer experience. Mm. And I've, I've never had cancer, so I wouldn't know about that. But what I do know is that it's a high stress experience. Yes. So we yeah. just need to... Be kind to ourselves. 100%. So what did Dr. Tim say? Well, let's find out. So a lot of what you hear when you are trying to conceive is um, people telling you to relax. It's a very helpful thing 
say, isn't it? Yeah, it, it makes me feel very unrelaxed. So I guess the question is, how damaging is stress on fertility? So there's been a lot written about stress and fertility. And one major issue is there's a lack of very good quality research studies in this area. Understandably, couples who are suffering with problems getting pregnant are going to feel stress from that anyway. And so telling someone to have less stress is not very helpful because this probably will make them feel even more stress. Um, in terms of how stress can affect fertility, probably it doesn't affect it does not affect fertility as much as people may think it does. Because, for instance, if the woman is ovulating, so she, if she's got regular menstrual cycles, and say the guy has got fairly normal sperm, then it's hard to see how different levels of stress could actually affect the chance of an embryo implanting into the woman's uterus. Stress could, of course, affect the relationship and could affect the frequency of intercourse. So then, if that's the case, of course, stress could be affecting fertility. But if the couple are having intercourse and um, the woman's got regular cycles, as I just said, then there's not really going to be a link there at all. And I think stress probably affects more how people cope with infertility and how they cope with perhaps failed treatment cycles or going through treatment. If a couple get so stressed by going through a treatment cycle that they decide they, they couldn't cope with another treatment cycle, then that could affect their chances of having a baby. But obviously the mechanism there is different than in some way stress affecting the actual body. Um, so we always try and help people reduce stress levels during treatment, and that's by making treatment as easy and as accessible as possible. And also, you know, that, that might, might be having appointments that are convenient for them or by having satellite clinics that are close to their home. We try and cut down the number of appointments if we can to reduce interference with their, you know, with their home and work life. Um, units, IVF units will always have counsellors working with them that again some people will find that helpful. Some people use acupuncture or reflexology or what have you to, if they feel that reduces um, stress. But again, it's hard for us to say that that will increase the chances of a treatment cycle resulting in a baby. But if it helps them cope with treatment and perhaps with a complication or with a negative test, then that's a very, very important outcome as well. Yeah. Um, and I suppose one of the other things you hear people say is that, you know, it'll happen when you stop thinking about it or it'll happen when you stop trying. I guess that's not particularly true or helpful either. No, exactly. It's not helpful. And there's, yeah, you often hear the same people saying, oh, well, I'll, <clears throat> you know, we won't, we won't we won't spend the money on whatever else, on something else. We're going to spend the money on a holiday because friends have said that's when it will you know, it will happen. Now, again, if if um, if changes are being made that mean a couple, perhaps with unexplained infertility, who but maybe haven't been having intercourse very much because they're tired of trying or the stresses and strains of it are having more intercourse, then yes, that could affect or could increase the chance of having a baby. But I think there's no truth in just saying, um, you know, stop thinking about it or go on a holiday and that will result in, in success. That's just not how it works and, and, it, it, and it isn't helpful to say that. Right. Um, I was also thinking about the workplace and, you know, say if you have a presentation or if you're going on stage and you have a rush of adrenaline, is that going to have an effect? I, I don't think it will do. And again, I think it's really important that, that as fertility specialists, we, I, I think that these sort of podcasts are really helpful to try and debunk some myths because I think these sorts of things are out there and people, you know, if they read them, they might believe them. And then that just adds more stress and worry and concern for themselves. Uh, we have to think that um, you know, humans and fertility 
in general, things work okay, and, and, and studies have looked at the effects of stress in war zones, for instance, in terms of how being in war zones affect fertility, and fertility is not really negatively affected, and again, people in those sorts of areas are obviously having all sorts of adrenaline or stress or all sorts of different hormones and things going on. So I would try and be as reassuring as possible for people that living there normal working life and if that involves giving presentations and having an adrenaline bus, rush or doing exercise whatever it is it's not going to be negatively affecting their, their chances of conception or affecting the chance of having a miscarriage etc um, the, the body is set up in a way that these sorts of things aren't going to make a difference to their fertility yeah i suppose people don't really know how much to alter their lives um so it's good to talk about the actual science behind it as much as possible i, I, I mm. agree because mm. nothing people you know it, it, I, I see letters from doctors who've written things along the same lines. You think, well, you know, why are they saying that? I, I think people sometimes say these things in terms of don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, because they feel they're trying to be helpful um, mm. by offering some advice. But if the advice really is not based on either science or logic, then it's the opposite of being helpful. It's actually just um, you know, creating stress, creating problems. It's making people not do things that perhaps they should be doing for their work and their happy working environment or home environment and it's not helpful so anything we can do to you know um, bust these myths then the mm. better oh brilliant well thank you for that chat professor tim that was really helpful as always okay team well i seem to have lost gabby i think she's gone off to do some skydiving or something adrenaline fueled um but yeah, that's the end of the show. So we'll see you next week. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.